This is the Real Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Jacob O'Connor. Today, I'm joined with Bryce Lobb from Unavita Tequila. Bryce, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. A little cold outside, but it's warming up. Yeah, we, we talked about that offline before a little bit. Um, I myself prefer it to be warm. Group in St. Louis. There's people that are insane and like it cold. Where do you lie in that spectrum? A little in both. Uh, I did live in Denver for a while, so I, I like the snow. I'm a big skier. Um, I like the warm weather, but I am a hoodie person. And I, you'll hear people say it all the time in Kansas that it's not that bad if it wasn't for the wind. Um, so, you know, when the wind chill brings it down another 20 degrees, uh, it's pretty brutal. Um, but other than that, I don't mind the cold weather. Again, it's just, it's the wind. Right. Well, one thing I've noticed with that too is that, so the drive here from St. Louis, once I cross the border and get into the Kansas on a windy day, it'll push the car a bit. Oh, yeah. That's not something I've experienced too much in, in Missouri and Southern Illinois, but in Kansas, it's you legitimately got to pay attention to that. I mean, have you, I mean, if you stop at a gas station in Western Kansas, like mm-hmm. Colby, it, regardless of the time of the year, the wind is absolutely insane. I've thought it would break the door off my car before if you're not prepared for it. Like you just absolutely get out there and it's just tumbleweeds and blowing all over the place that uh, Kansas winds are pretty brutal. Yeah. It's, it's definitely the real deal. So what I want to start off with is I want to get into Unavita tequila. I want that to be the main chunk here. I feel like there's a lot to unpack, but I think it helps the listeners understand you better if you can take us back into high school with what that looked like and then bring us up to speed and kind of tell your story and, and, and how you think about it from how you went from that person in high school to sitting across the table from me and who you are now. Yeah. Um, so I'm from Wichita. Uh, I went to independent school my whole life, graduated in 2010. Um, looking back on high school to now and even middle school, lower school, uh, again, to me, I, I haven't changed. Um, like I've always been kind of a go-getter, um, sports. I, I, I credit, I credit sports a lot, uh, for who I am today and the discipline I have, um, whether that's, you know, waking up at 4am, going to the gym on a regular basis, that kind of stuff. Uh, football and wrestling were my sport, football since as long as I can remember, I started wrestling in uh, sixth grade and, uh, you know, I credit the high school football coach forced the middle schoolers to wrestle the high schoolers. Um, so for two years, um, was probably the most brutal practices I ever did. Um, looking back, I was actually the first and only kid that was allowed at my school to dual sports. So I did wrestling and basketball my first year oh, wow. um, in the same season. Not a very good basketball player, uh, <laughs> but it was one of those things that, you know, I did YMCA basketball um, in, in Wichita all growing up and I wasn't ready to like give it up. I hadn't decided I, football was easy. I love doing football. Um, but it was one of those things like, well, I have half my friends playing basketball and I'm other, other half of my friends wrestling. I want to do both of them. And so then uh, wrestling practices were right after school and basketball started at like five or six. So I'd go to wrestling practice and then I'd run from the wrestling gym over to the basketball gym. And I'd go to basketball practice and do that for a year. And then after that year, they made you choose. And I was kind of ready to say like, okay, you know, I'm sitting on the bench. I'm not really playing that much. I'm not a good shot. Um, but I liked wrestling and the wrestling coach um, for high school was my middle school football coach. And he always pushed, you know, you want to be a better football player, come wrestle. Um, And so that was just, okay, I'm going to keep wrestling uh, and going after that. Um, So again, that's where I get a a decent amount of my discipline from. Um, Again, I I always had a job and held a job all the way from 
14 when I could legally ish, uh, hold a job, like a real job, uh, worked at Freddy's. Uh, that was my first job. Bradley fair did the carriage rides in the winter time and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, even lower school I was doing, uh, shoe shining business. Uh, I remember like getting a stamp and a bunch of blank cards and mm. I was printing my business card, uh, as like a sixth grader with my mom's cell phone number. Um, and was like going around, uh, lawn mowing, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, it was just fun for me. Again, it wasn't about money. It was just more like being creative and finding ways to not just sit around and do things. Um, so yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't think I've changed much other than you learn as you go um, and you learn new things and new ways of going about it. Yeah, and each project seems to get a little bit bigger too. You it start does. off with shoe shining and make your own business cards and then you go into college where I want to hear what sort of entrepreneurial experiences that you have in college. Yeah, uh, so I mean, I held a job all through college, multiple jobs here and there. Uh, worked my way up to as a GM of a pizza place. Um, always kind of worked in the food and beverage industry. Um, my real only, I I tried to toy with a few things with some engineer friends. You know, I had ideas for magnetic outlets um, and toying with that kind of stuff. Um, never, nothing ever really came to to light. And you know, we did some prototype things and everything like that. Uh, and then it was maybe my senior year, uh, in an entrepreneurship class, we, uh, tried to go after like healthy vending machines, um, good choice vending machines and, and the airports and on campus and everything like that took third place there, which was, was fun, you know, just a different, all these vending machines are nothing but Cheez-Its and Coke. Right. Um, and so that was kind of fun, but then, uh, after that, my senior year, I did have the opportunity, had a group that was already in Denver that wanted to start a Bloody Mary company um, and reached out to me if I wanted to be in charge of marketing and sales for it. And I was still in college. And I was like, absolutely. So we started that from scratch. Um, and I knew after I graduated college, I was going to move to Denver and run that. Um, and so that was my into the alcohol industry. It was a non-alcoholic product, but all I did was work with alcohol companies. I worked with Tito's a lot right. um, and worked with these brands um, to push that. Um, and so that was kind of my first entrepreneur, serious entrepreneurial endeavor um, as a job right out of college. So you start working with that startup in, in the sales marketing department. How do you then transition into starting your own tequila company and your own brand? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I got to Denver and almost immediately I met my business partner. Um, he was at the time was, uh, the first employee of a, another tequila brand as a tequila startup, uh, about the same age, right, both right out of college doing essentially the same thing, uh, for different startup companies. Um, and so for your, the next couple years, I mean, essentially we both just, hit the market. Um, you know, we did dinners, we did, uh, tastings together. We did festivals, uh, bloody Maria's are a big thing. So we'd be using this tequila, the bloody mm -hmm. Mary mix. Um, we would go sell at restaurants. We would do shelf type, you know, everything like that. We we're doing everything essentially. And in that time frame, um, he was traveling to Mexico a lot and I wanted to go. I was very curious about tequila. A big part of what we do with Unavita is education. And, you know, so many people hear tequila and they, they cringe and like, <laughs> you know, Cuervo Montezuma days. Right. And it's not that there's a lot more to the premium, you know, quality if, if you make it right. Um, and I just found that interesting. And so I started paying my way and traveling to Mexico 
building the same relationships he had already started down yep. there. Um, tequila has to come from the state of Jalisco. So it's, you know, that's the area, everyone down there is engulfed, you know, in, engaged in tequila production. Right. Um, and so we just built really good relationships that fast forward to about 2017. Um, I kind of told him, I was like, dude, I, I really think we should start a brand together. And it was working out perfectly, um, that his brand, uh, that he worked for at the time, um, was having some hiccups at the border and everything. And he was looking to get out. And so both of us just kind of were like, this is perfect timing. Let's do this. Start it from scratch. Um, and so we flew back down to Mexico, uh, self-taught in Adobe programming. Yep. Uh, graphic designers are not cheap. And yep. um, was like, all right, you know, we spent weeks and months uh, at liquor stores, you know, measuring shelves. People are like, what are you doing? We're like, we're starting a brand, you know, want to figure out. And so, you know, we just kind of learned in tequila, they either be short and squatty yep. um, or gimmicky. You'll see one as a gun or a skull or, yep. and, and people buy these bottles one time and they're never um, buying them again. So again, we just started trying to gather as much data as we can. Um, so we went tall, uh, we went standard vodka bottle. Uh, and, and the big thing too, is our brand is heavily focused after bars and restaurants and bartenders love that it has a long neck. It's yep. easier to pour that way. Um, so again, we started in 2017 and then launched May, 2018. Uh, it was the first time we had product in the state. Wow. So you just, you dove full force into it. You're, you're paying your way to Mexico learning how it's done. And I didn't know that all tequila had to come from that state in Mexico. Mm -hmm. That's super fascinating. Um, when I look at the Unabita tequila, I don't see just the alcohol. I see it more as a brand. And it seems like you've spent a lot of time curating that. What level of focus do you spend on trying to paint that picture for your brand? That's like our full focus. Uh, I mean, the tequila will sell itself. Uh, when we launched in 2018, we immediately entered our full lineup into an international spirits competition uh, that's blind taste tested and won across the board. Um, so wow. the juice will sell itself. Uh, it, it's about, there are many factors um, that we looked at as far as uh, this industry that we're in tends to be a, an industry of false promises. You know, people want to grow so big, so quick, and then they forget about every account that they're sold in. Uh, so, you know, we were in Kansas and Missouri for the first almost two and a half years. Just that's all we care about, like our home states. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we added Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, and we still, I mean, our still full focus is Kansas and Missouri. Um, and so we don't want to, you know, be looked at as a brand that is, you know, just, Hey, I want to sell you a bottle. And then you never see me again. Um, and it's just a bottle that gathers dust on this back bar uh, until it's eventually poured out as a special. Right. And then they, you know, they go through this, phase again. And then the other thing is, um, a lot of brands, especially tequila, um, because it's not made here in the U S they don't focus on the Midwest. They focus on California, Florida, New York, where it's heavily populated. And then after about three or five years, they trickle their way into the middle. And then it's at offered here. And usually it's an allocated item. Like we're, we're overlooked and people don't, 
want to sell, you know, build a brand here. So for us, especially in tequila, it's like, okay, there's an opportunity to do this and do the exact opposite, work our way out. Um, and you know, being from the Midwest, we know that people are really loyal here. Yes. Um, and they're, they're all about local or everything like that. So if you could do it properly, um, and you can build that brand, uh, you know, people again are loyal and they'll stick with it. Right. And I mean, I'm from the Midwest as well. And for the longest time I thought, okay, make your, make your way West, get to the coast. That's where Silicon Valley is. That's where all the success is. And as I've stayed here going to Wichita state now and running multiple businesses, I see like the loyalty in the Midwest. It like, it is a place to be because it's not heavily populated with a ton of companies. It's people will latch on to that hometown brand. Yep. Um, and, and they'll identify with it for years. Even after you may think you're done with it, people still want more of it. And I think that's the opportunity that you guys present. And in order to, you know, attach to that identity, I want to talk about Una Vida. Obviously it means one life. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know much Spanish to articulate that. But what is the message you're trying to portray with that name? Yeah, so I mean, when we started, that was like our our motto because both of us quit our jobs I didn't have much of a savings. We we built Una Vida on credit cards, uh, traveled to Mexico to start this from scratch. Uh, did, neither of us had a plan B. Um, you know, there was no backup. Okay, well, if it fails, I'm going to do this, or I could still always go back and do this. It's like, no, this is what we're doing, and this is what we're going after. And uh, so we try and, you know, find people that also live lives like that. You know, we deal with other entrepreneurs that are going after their passion um, and what they're doing. Uh, But again, like I said, our, our main niche of what we try and focus on is bartenders and uh, the industry as a whole. Um, So waiters, waitresses, those kind of people are the ones that help us build our brand. They're the ones that recommend our product on a daily basis. So our entire brand is focused on them. Like I I don't try and be the face of it by any means. I try and use them as models. Um, I try and focus on interviewing them. They're the ones that make cocktails that go on our website. They're the ones that are living their one life behind the bar uh, and recommending this instead of another tequila. Um, So for us, that's our, if we can get these people behind it, they're the ones that again, um, help us build the brand. I love that. I'm very big on legacy and a big part of that obviously is the risk. Where does the confidence come from with you and your business partner to, you know, take on those credit cards and incur the debt and to, start this brand from scratch as opposed to taking a stable job. Like I'm sure a lot of your uh, college graduate friends were doing. Yeah. I I mean, I had that option too. I um, got offered a job at a college, like before I did uh, the Bloody Mary, I worked with UBS finance, uh, got an offer there. um, And I quickly knew that was in no way what I wanted to do. Uh, Great, great job. Um, Would have made more money than going this route. Uh, but again, I was is suit and tie, um, long hours of just sitting at a desk, um, and it just wasn't fun for me. Um, I didn't again. I didn't really care about the debt or the risk. It was, I mean, the risk added to the fun. Uh, in my opinion, uh, was just like, hey, I had a lot of faith in myself. I had a lot of faith in my business partner. Um, you know, I we hadn't been friends that long, but three years there's no holding hands. I, I know that both of us do what needs to be done on a daily basis. I talk to him more than I do my wife most of the time. And <laughs> um, that is just like, 
sell a lot of tequila for two dudes. Um, and it's just, again, putting ourselves out there and building those relationships goes a long way. You know, we've cracked some relationships that mean nothing to you, but again, in the industry, some of these people are like, how in the hell did you, or how do you deal with that person? That person's the biggest asshole. Right. And we're like, not if you actually do what you say you're going to do and you're a nice person to them, like it goes a long way. Um, and so it's just one after another, those little stepping stones just kind of solidified. All right, we're doing the right thing. Um, and we're doing exactly what we said we were going to do and beating every milestone that we wanted to beat year after year and setting those goals internally. Um, and so that's just kind of, again, the risk didn't really play too much of a factor, just confidence in our ability to get the job done day after day. Um, it's, it's that belief. That's the big thing, I think. Yeah. So there's a parallel that I see between Unavita Tequila and First Form, which is a supplement company out of St. Louis. Um, and it's a funny story of how I even became aware of your brand. So my senior year of high school, I was running the Venture Mentality podcast. Um, and I sat down with a local entrepreneur named Andy Frisella who's very successful. He started supplement super, super stores, as you know, he scaled it mm -hmm. and then eventually started first form. And while I was interviewing him, I had brought in a t-shirt and a hat for him, you know, hopefully to possibly wear. And he had, he was repping a different shirt and it said Una Vita Tequila. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking to myself, what is this company? And he, he seems to have a lot of respect for it. Cause you know, Andy doesn't rep anything he doesn't believe in. And so that is how I came to find out that that is your company, Una Vita Tequila that he was repping. And when I first met you for lunch a couple of weeks ago, you told an incredible story about how you came to know Andy. And I would love for you to share that. Yeah. So back to when we started um, almost a little before when my business partner was working for this other tequila brand, um, he's from St. Louis and, uh, you know, shopped at S2, like almost everyone does who's from St. Louis or in Missouri as a whole. Um and so they have their summer smash every summer at their headquarters, which is basically their big get together at first form for um, all of their legionnaires and family members like, Hey, come into town. Uh, it's grown to a scale. I didn't, don't even know if they can imagine, you know, last year was flow rider, Nelly, Steve Aoki. Yeah. Um, so again, they have that every year. So back in, like 2016 sent some of that other tequila brand and was like, you know, can we come pour, um, at summer smash and, uh, go to St. Louis, um, meet Andy, um, kind of tell him what we were thinking in regards to quitting that brand and starting our own from scratch. He's like, I love it. Um, well, we just kind of took that as like in our conversations that we had, we were like, this guy's going to be a mentor, to, you know, whether he likes it or not, right. we're going to ask him a lot of questions. Uh, and so we went back to Colorado. He didn't know that we lived in Colorado. So we were driving like 15 hours <laughs> and uh, we started doing that for months and literally just looked at him as a mentor and would just sit in, we'd go into first form, sit in the lobby, wait till he like walked by like, Hey, got a question. And he kind of be taken off like, uh, yeah, sure. I'll, you know, and we'd ask him and, you know, still building this brand from scratch. What do you think? You know, everything like that built it all the way till it was a final product. Uh, you know, he helped us with logo uh, label. You guys should try this, you know, you should do this, everything like that. Um, and then one day we were driving back to, uh, or we were in St. Louis, 
Um, he was kind of asking us what our financials were. Um, we were like, oh, you know, we're just kind of running the bootstrapping it on credit cards. Um, got a business plan. We're going to go to a bank. You don't need as much as you'd think because we're just, you know, grinding it to the dirt um, as minimal as we can. He was like, okay, well, you know, I could probably help put you in touch with some local banks here. Okay. Um, everything like that. We greatly appreciate it. Everything like that. Um, go back to St. Louis and we get a text. I mean, it's probably midnight as we're rolling in. Um, that basically said, I want in, you know, here's what I'm thinking. Um, I don't do anything without my business partner, Chris, um, no hard feelings. If you guys, you know, don't want to do it, I'll still help you in any way, but I love to be a part of it. And I, again, never asked. It was just, a he put it out there and obviously, you know, we kind of slept on it and, uh, was, you know, it just, it made a good fit. The, the culture of first form is exactly what we're trying to do in the alcohol industry. And anyone who's been around those people and has seen that they truly just care about helping other people. It's not about the money. It's not, it's none of that is important. It's truly just about helping the person next to you or helping anyone in any given way, uh, through life. It is exactly what we're trying to do. And they've done a phenomenal job and continue to do a phenomenal job to build one of the biggest cultures and greatest cultures I've ever seen. Um, and it just happens to be around supplements. And that is exactly when I think of culture in a company, I didn't know that was a thing until I looked into first form and started following what they're doing. It is such a tight knit community. And I see it, you living that out through 75 hard. I believe you did the four by four by 48 twice, twice. Yep. Some of these other challenges. Talk a little bit about that and, and how you try and embody that Una Vida tequila lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one life. I, I, again, the discipline and the 75 hard. I've done 75 hard twice. First time, uh, lost a bunch of weight. My diet choice was not one I would have chosen again. I did keto. Um, and so I ended up just doing a ton of fasting. Um, so I lost a bunch of weight, which was great, but not really what I wanted overall. Um so the second time I did it, um, I actually macro counted, which I hate doing, um, and, and actually, you know, saw better results from it. Um, I love a good challenge like that. Um, I'm not someone who, you know, grew up with insane athletic abilities. It was just more of, I worked hard. Um, and so I've done two marathons. I've done the four by four by 48 twice. Um, that kind of mental toughness stuff I enjoy. Um, I like pushing and seeing whether or not I can do that. I know you're a long distance runner yourself. I saw you ran a marathon and I am not a long distance runner. No, no. Okay. I, I just enjoy the challenge. Okay. Um, and to break it down for those who don't know, 75 hard, it's two workouts every day, 45 minutes. One has to be outdoors. Uh, and you got to follow a diet, drink a gallon of water, take a progress picture and read 10 pages from a book every day for 75 days. You and can't no start alcohol. over and no alcohol which is counterintuitive to yep. the brand, but believe it or not, though, it it's definitely tough at first, right? It's definitely tough at first. And especially if you're trying to sell new accounts, because there are plenty of new accounts that that person doesn't know you. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, aren't you gonna drink it with me? And you're like, sure. Um, it may be 10am. And you're like, yeah, absolutely. Let's drink some skilling. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, when I was doing it, and hitting mm -hmm. accounts, and, you know, trying to get my current accounts to go through more product and everything like that. 
so many people in the industry understand it. Yes. They, you know, they're like, ah, you know, I've been meaning to take 30 days off or something like that. They probably like, respect it. Yes. Even, they, even more. They understand, or they've even done, they may not have done 75 hard, but right. they've done it themselves or they've taken 60 days off drinking because it's very easy to all of a sudden look back and be like, man, I drank alcohol on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Friday, you know, not intentionally. Yeah. I didn't go to any parties or anything, but just being at work or, right. you know, around those type of people, it ends up happening. So it, it's definitely tough that like first couple of weeks, you know, telling everyone, no, 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 no. And, um, but then it just becomes easy. And again, everyone eventually knows that that's what you're doing and they, right. they stop. Um, so yeah, it's, Right. It's a rewarding thing. I don't like failing. No, I, I feel that too. And four by four by 48, it's four miles every four hours, 48 hours straight. Yep. That's David Goggins. Yep. What other physical challenges are you getting into? I just like, I'm weirdly enough, I'm a big runner. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm like, you know, this insane. I hated cardio growing up. Yep. Um, so I was 240 when I came out of Coffeeville. Oh, wow. Um, and you know, then I joined a fraternity, started gaining a bunch of beer weight, yep. everything like that. And, uh, you know, kind of quit lifting. And I, that was that first time I wanted to do a challenge. So I signed up for the Chicago marathon, um, and could barely run a quarter mile, like up the hill from my fraternity house. And, uh, I was like, no, I gave myself a year. Yep. I lost 70 pounds that year. Oh my gosh. Um, signed up for this care or went to Chicago, completed the marathon, did not walk a single bit. Uh, but I definitely learned my lesson that you have to strength train Um <laughs> running will not get you that full 26 miles. And so, I mean, it was brutal. Yep. Uh, and then I did it again in 2015, um, did better then. Uh, and then again, it's just, those weird, the first four by four by 48, my buddies in special forces was home was like, I'm going to do this. Yep. I'm like, yeah, you know, you're my best friend. I'll do anything with you, but you're a Marine. <laughs> right. <laughs> Kick my ass. Right. Uh, and so we full on ran that one. And, uh, that was brutal. Uh, I enjoyed it again. It was very rewarding, but I, you have to block out two full days to do it. Like, it's not like, I mean, I could do some computer work here right. and there, but you're trying to like sleep for an hour, maybe oh. then you got to get up and stretch. Yep. You got to get food in. And then before you know it, you're, you're out running again. Yeah. Um, the second time I did it, I did it on the last two days of 75 hard. Okay. Um, so I did it all 75 hard. And then those last two days I did the four by four by 48. I did it with a weighted vest. Oh my gosh. Um, and, but I walked everything. Um, and then the last one I ran with yep. the, with the weighted vest and finished at midnight. Still though. Um, um, and so again, I'm, I'm just, I struggle with diet here and there, uh, when I'm not, you know, traveling on the road. So I can't bench 315. I can't, you know, do that kind of stuff. But if it's a mental challenge like that, I enjoy that's, that's the, the challenge. That's the it. best. Yeah. My favorite is going into things cold Turkey, like that marathon price off. Yeah. That, that was cold Turkey four by four by 48. And then I'm going after 2000 pull-ups in 12 hours. That's what I'm going Ooh. after next. That's, so, I mean, that's a brutal one. I could bear, I did the Murph for the first time last year. Oh my year gosh, that and, Murph uh, is legit. Yeah. And I should not have done it with a weighted vest, but I was like, oh, okay, I'll do it. And I did it with, again, my buddy who's a strong man yep. down at Forge. And I mean, I just got, I was like, in my mind, I'm like, well, I'm going to crush everyone in the yep. two mile parts. Yes. And because that's my forte. And I did to an extent, but they creamed me in the middle part right. of all of that other stuff. Um, that requires legitimate muscle to get through 
some of that kind of stuff that you're going to hate this. There's this guy on Instagram with a weighted vest. He's doing 365 days of Murph. I saw it. And it's low key. Got me thinking like, I saw it on TikTok. Should I give I it a love, shot? I love those type of challenges. And I would absolutely love, I'm going to do four by four by 48 again this year. I think it'll be something I do every year. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, this time I'm going to run it again. Yeah. But like you said, I love doing, I don't know, cold Turkey sometimes. Like yeah. I think the last time I did it, I woke up one morning and I didn't do a full marathon, but I was like, I'm going to do 15 miles, uh, which is the longest I had done in a while. Right. Uh, I made my wife bike it uh, <laughs> behind me. Cause yep. I was like, Hey, I'm probably going to want water yep. and stuff like that. So you're going to bike 15 miles today. Um, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It's just that kind of stuff is just rewarding. Uh, it's like, you got to know how far can I go? Yeah. Cause it is mental after that certain extent. And so one of the first form guys that I look up to a lot is Will Grumke. Yep. Um, and he's one of those, people that again he was like you know i used to be a fat kid and i've worked my way to this he's just he puts it in a good perspective of aren't you just curious what your body's capable yes um and so you know if your listeners haven't seen you know he i think it was maybe six months ago or something where he just woke up one morning and decided he was going to run a hundred miles and he did it in laps around first forms headquarters and he gave himself a 24-hour cap and was like he did it with no music and it just started like three or four in the morning and he completed it. And like, that's insane. That's the mental ability to just do that, let alone laps. Cause I remember during the four by four by 48, we chose to do one of them at a high school track. Oh no. Miserable. Yeah. Miserable. Everything else was fine. You know, run. I, I like running outside. I'm not a big treadmill runner, but that track run was the worst thing I've ever been a part of. So I can only imagine just no. For 19, I think he did it in 19 hours, like just in circles around this building. Part of it's your sanity. You're going the same direction, seeing the same thing over and over again. And that's why I can't do treadmill. Like I could do it if it's like 10 minutes or something. Right. But if you're talking a 10 mile run on a treadmill, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. I, man, Bryce, there's like so many more things I want to talk about, but I want to be respectful of your time here. So where can people find you online as well as Unavita Tequila if they want to connect, learn more, purchase some tequila? Yeah. So my Instagram, just my name, Bryce Lobb, B-R-Y-C-E-L-O-B. And then Unavita is Unavita Tequila, U-N-A-V-I-D-A Tequila. Um, you can go online to our websites, unavitatequila.com. We do ship online. Uh, and then locally in Wichita, I mean, we're in every retail location, Jacobs, ABC, Groves, Central Market Wine and Spirits, R&J's, uh, be, uh, Keith at Burgart, uh, all those places carry us. And then again, big on-premise. So listing all of those would take a while, <laughs> but, uh, if you look for it, you'll find it's on every back bar. Chicken and pickles, probably our biggest mm. location, but, uh, you know, Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, um, are the States that we're sold in right now. Um, and then, like I said, we do ship online. Awesome. Well, to wrap it up, I want to ask one more question and that is looking back at the beginning of your journey. So whenever you started this or wherever you think is a pivotal point in your life, what advice would you like to offer yourself at that starting point that you now know? That's a tough one. That's a good question. Thanks. Um, I don't know if there's necessarily a piece of advice I would have other than, you know, continue to tell myself not to give up. I mean, there's definitely times just like anyone else, uh, I've gone through depression and, you know, gotten in slumps, like, am I doing the right thing? And I'm, I'm happy that I didn't quit. Um, and again, I still got a long way to go. Um, we still have a, a long way to build the company that we want, but, um, 
again, to just tell myself to not quit, which I, I haven't, but like I said, I've definitely been in these, these woes where, you know, you maybe take a day and you just don't talk to anyone. Uh, like I still get work done at my house, but I turn off social media and turn I don't talk to anyone uh, pretty much. And then my wife could tell she, and she's like, you're in a shitty mood. I'm like, yeah, just don't talk to me. Um, so again, it's just don't quit. Like if you really have faith and belief in yourself that you're going to get it done, you're going to get it done. And if you have faith in yourself that you can do it better than anyone else, then you'll do it. I love that. Thank you for joining Bryce. Yep. Thanks for having me.